0: What's up, and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 99, and I am here tonight with Ryan and Tyler. We have some Red Wings stuff to go over, some actual news and things happening around the league. Uh, But first, how are you guys doing tonight?
1: I am great. I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there. This is our second start of this tonight, and you were way (laughs) way more enthusiastic in that opening, so I'm proud of you right now.
0: I mean, uh... Generally, second takes are better than first (laughs) takes, so I'll I'll go with it. Apparently, we
1: need to do that more often because you were really, you were way more enthusiastic. I liked it. You, you had some fire there. In that, I
0: got to got to pep it up yeah, a little bit more, a little
1: bit, a little, little more pep. That All right. Good.
0: I'll, I'll uh, take no, a mental good. note.
1: Drink, drink a little Founders. I've never had the Founders Pilsner. Have you? Uh, no, don't know why I've never had it, but it's absolutely fantastic.
0: I know. I got so, their yeah. Oktoberfest in the fridge now. And that's fantastic, too.
1: Yeah, I got this and what else? Did I, I got to grab something else, too. But this is really good. I'm good. Really happy. Good. On that note, it's Tyler.
0: Over to you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well it's good to be back finally guys i mean it's been a while That's since right, we've all yeah. been to back together but i mean it's hard to believe that this is episode number 99 and like i said we did a bunch beforehand um but you know with this core group here we've done 99 episodes and next week will be 100 which i'm sure we'll have a you know a special thing going on with that but it's it's good to see that we've continued this and uh, even though we've had some life changes with greg and ryan and and myself too but you know we, we've been able to keep this thing together and grow it as much as we, as, you know it's possible but um, other than that it, life is going pretty well and i'm glad that we're going to be talking a little bit of hockey i mean and and definitely some red wings hockey which is a good thing as well
0: yeah like i like to say it's great that people like to listen to three assholes talk on their phone so <laughs>
2: yeah
0: it's yeah. a lot of fun
1: when you're that bored and you have to listen to us i i
0: <laughs> but thank you Thank you. Anyways, um, so we're going to get started. We got a lot, uh, actually quite a bit of Red Wings stuff. Not quite a bit, but enough to actually enough. make some news out of. Yeah, so we, right. We can roll
1: with that. We can say we do.
0: Yeah. So the big news of the day, and I think we'll start with this off the top, is Steve Iserman has locked up one of the assets of the team, Robbie Fabry, to a two-year contract worth $2.95 million per year. Um beautiful. I love it. He's still under control at the end of the contract. And it's a good show me deal to see what he can do and make sure that he can keep his production going. Uh, The same that he had, which I think he was on pace if he would have finished out the season for like 51 points. So, I mean, it's I'll take Fabry as uh, as someone pointed out as probably the fifth best forward on the team. If you take Larkin, Mantha, Zadina, Bertuzzi, then you put Fabry in there at that spot. Um, Fifth best forward? Yeah, I would even yeah. probably slot him in probably next to Bert. I think Bert has a little bit more grit in his game, but I think They're Fabry. All around. Yeah, I think Fabry could could pace him in points, um, at about the same. So I mean, it's exciting. It's a good deal for Fabry, a good deal for Iserman, and uh, I'm overall I'm happy with it. Gotta lock up your young talent.
1: Mm-hmm. Is hmm what? Is he still 23? Is that where he's at right
0: now? Yep, he'll be 24.
1: I think that's that that part right there is huge. When you look at Larks, Burt, Mantha, they're all right on that cusp of hitting the 25 mark where majority of the guys, as has been noted, is where they start hitting their stride or prime, if you will. Yep. So and what we saw from him, I don't think there was one bad thing that we said about him in the short time. He was in Detroit. Nope. Short time. Fifty two games.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only I thing I similar. had about Fabry was that he still needs to work on his defensive game a little bit. Yep. Um, Yep. Yeah. Some soft hits. There's some uh, late, late getting back. But I think that's all stuff that can get that can be fixed. Uh, Give him a full season. Give him I mean, after next year, give him a good coach. And I think I think you made a good deal. I mean, you picked up Jacob De La Rose Mm -hmm. off waivers and then you traded him for Robbie Fabry. So you got Robbie Fabry for essentially nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, good, good deal. Good deal all around.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jacob De La Rose, you know, what had seven points this whole year, two goals or something like that. So, I mean, anytime you can get a guy like Robbie Fabry for basically what amounts to nothing, absolutely um, nothing. I mean, and, and then, you know, here's the thing as well. I mean, Steve Eisenman, not that Robbie Fabry is like an Akita Kucherov or, or like Andre Pallad or like any of those guys down in Tampa, but like. Steve Eiserman has gotten some team, some players on some really team-friendly deals. I mean, look at the Stamkos contract. He's only making nine point five a year. Uh, what was that—a ten-year deal or eight-year deal? I guess at the time because that's grandfathered, or that's the the max that you can go. But I mean, some of the contracts he's signed over the last, you know, t- eight to ten years. I mean, have been tremendous. Um, and She's this is just another five
1: one. Stamkos is yeah. eight and a half. I think it's at Iserman's yeah. Stair. What is
2: Victor Hedman at? Edmund is seven
1: point eight
2: seven five. <laughs> I mean, th- th- there's Alex Petrangelo. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen because you know things aren't equal. You know, COVID and everything, and, and the cap eventually will bounce back. You know, but um, in the short term, it's going to take a hit. And I mean, on the, on the open market before COVID, Alex Petrangelo could probably command ten million dollars a year. I mean, easily, and that's not going to happen now. So uh, I mean, but but still, I mean. You know, to, to get a guy like Victor Hedman, that's seven point. What'd you say? Seven point five. Seven, eight, seven, five. I mean, that's that's tremendous. Under eight million. Twenty nine so. right
1: now. He's signed for another five years. So, yeah.
2: But but yeah. Fabry had what, 15 goals in 61 games or 60 games or no, something like that? It's I mean, like
0: 51 it's... games, wasn't it? Fifty two. Yeah. Fifty two games. So, no, oh,
2: 52. He... OK, because he played a couple games at the Blues this year, right? I don't know if he cracked the roster with the
0: Blues. no, he didn't. So he was. I'm uh, looking at 2019, 2020.
1: He played. Nine, on, he um, played nine games. Hockey reference. Yeah. yeah okay. Games. That's right. He started out. Yeah. Then he just then he was on the bench. Yeah.
0: Scratched. So. Yep. Yeah. And then I mean it's and then 52 games, 14 goals, 17 assists for 31 points. Now he was a minus 29, but literally like every yeah. player but Darren Helm was a minus, which is just mind boggling, but. <laughs> It's I got like I to say it's a good deal. And I think what it is, is it's the Eiserman stare. Iserman gets you in a room. He sits you down. He just he gives you the numbers and he stares at you. And all you can say is yes. He I think that's like what it is.
1: head tilts to about the 11 o'clock position. Yeah,
0: it's just it's very it, to your soul, extremely intimidating. And I think we've made it our I had it as our Twitter banner for a while. Just Iserman's eyes peering into the depths of your soul. And you just say, I bring that back. The players just say, yes, Mr. Eiserman. Which is why he's like the Hypnotoad. If you watch Futurama, Eiserman uh, is the Hypnotoad. So that's why I'm like, you'll see Bertuzzi's deal come in like dead on. They're going to lock up Bertuzzi for like five years at like four and a half million or four million. He's a locket right there. And then you're going to see Mantha come in for his big contract right at around the same amount of money Larkin's getting paid. And it's just the Eiserman effect. He just... Well, I think
2: Eisenman really does have a plan. I mean, I think this whole season, I mean, it was more of an observe kind of thing and, and c- kind of see what what we have and everything. And I think he's had umpteen time now to to kind of see what he's got and, 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 you know, prepare for this upcoming draft. It seems that it's never going to come at some, I mean, but it will at some point. And when it does, I mean, it thinks, I think the wings are going to have a, a really good opportunity to get a, a really good player at that number four overall. And then, you know, as, as the draft goes on, there'll, there'll be some diamonds in the rough that I think they'll be able to, to get as well. So I'm, I'm interested to see, I mean, it seems like Eiserman has done a great job to this point and I think he's going to continue to do so. And that's why everyone was so excited uh, for him to come and and not even just because he's Steve Eiserman, but just because of how, how tremendous of a yeah, general manager I mean, he is as well. Yeah, no, I do. I, I agree, but I'm just saying, <laughs> steve eisenman i mean yes it's steve eisenman he's he's the lord and savior in a lot of people's eyes and and you know same thing with me but i mean he's a tremendous general manager oh yeah so. yeah absolutely
1: time out. can we go back to that real quick did you just call yourself jesus
2: no i said i said i think he's the lord and savior for the wings as well when
0: i when said myself
1: came, included i swear you said you were the lord and savior
2: and I was <laughs> yeah, right
1: confused there for when him, he came I was like
0: okay when Iserman came here, did anyone say "Daddy's home"? Did any of us? Did any of us say that when he came here? I don't know if we did, but someone never. Someone had to. Uh, well, the a... Il-
2: the Illich's, um, find, what, what? do they call him? The grandson? Is that what they they Who? usually say there? Eiserman. Oh,
0: Iserman. Yeah, he's like he was like a Stepson. son. He was like a son to Mister I. I'm gonna take a quick aside to Ryan. Um, you need to get uh, Atwater's decadent dark chocolate ale. Uh, you need to pick that up. It is phenomenal. Just a little aside. No free ads. <laughs> yeah. Look I'll, ble- I'll bleep it out. Fair um, <laughs> an and square. So Fabry contract. We all agree it was a win. It's a great contract. Oh, it yeah. gives him room to grow. It gives him room to prove himself. He can get a big contract uh, after this one. And it doesn't come so, in a bind. No, not at all. Have anyways. But...
2: Is it me or I know he has the same number as Nyquist? But does he re- remind you of like a Gustav Nyquist kind of player? No. No, no, see, I I think he does. He's, he kind of fits the mold. He's smaller. He's a good passer. I mean, he does score probably a little bit more than Nyquist. I mean, although Nyquist, when he first got here, he was on fire, but I mean, that, that seemed to wane as the time went on as well.
0: Great. Good input, Tyler. Good. <laughs> um, now I have to. So, compare.
1: Now I'm getting on hockey reference because now I'm intrigued by how
2: the seasons
0: compare. So uh, the next-
2: Well, I think Nyquist had a significant m- more of a role with uh, Columbus than Fabri was here, though.
0: So the next bit of Red Wings, uh, I guess, information. It's not news, but it's information. We all knew that Zadino was loaned to, and I, every time HC Oshilari Trinec. I think that's how you say it. Sure. I don't speak Czech, uh, but he is over there. I mean, just like we thought he would and knew he would destroying. They had a game and it's uh, not. I was talking with their person on Twitter a little bit today. The person that runs their social media. It's not a season game. They are in some kind of tournament thing. That's happening right now. The season doesn't start for like another 26 days or something. Kind of like
1: what a lot of European and soccer clubs do. They yeah, like,
0: they do Chief like these little interleague global. They call them globe tournaments or whatever. I so love that stuff. That's what they're in right now. And I'm looking yeah. I'm looking at the picture that uh, the Red Wings tweeted of Zadina, And that does that's not him, right? That doesn't look like him. Go on Red Wings Twitter really quick. That's not his face, right? I mean, I understand oh. it. Zadina has a beard and a mustache now, kind of weird. But this picture that they put up—there's no way that's him. Does not look like I'm him. It looks more right like John. It looks more like Jonathan Erickson than it does. No, it Zadina. is him. It is oh, okay. him. Zoom in. That's he, him. Zoom in. What am I freaking CSI? That doesn't.
2: He, he is gone. That's definitely him, here,
1: man. Like, look he at this. Like a, a weathered veteran.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I mean, he uh, th- that picture makes him look like he's thirty years old.
1: Yeah, he definitely looks over the hill.
0: Anyway, uh, over the hill. geez, Ryan, I'm 30. You're older than me, aren't you? I'm
1: older, yeah, I'm the oldest one here. So
0: <laughs> so Zadina today, uh, they played. And what's nice is I might just buy the package for three bucks to watch this tournament since all the games are on in the middle of the day. But Zadina <laughs> in his debut had two goals in the first period uh, for Oshilari Trenic. And I'm assuming they won. I didn't look at the final score, but I was seven just thinking,
2: to one or something.
0: Yeah, it was nuts. I saw the replay of both of his goals. And I mean, one, he literally just walks the entire team, carries it into the zone, walks the entire team and then scores. And then uh, the first one is just a, a pure just sidesteps the defenseman and gets it right in the net. So I believe the it's second one like w-
1: confidence level there.
0: Yeah, I believe the I second one, he went through the defenseman's legs.
1: Yeah, the one that was above the dot that was beautiful. That's yeah, what I'm watching right now on the Wings Twitter.
0: So yeah, I saw that as well. So Zadina's off to a hot start in the uh, with his Czech team, which is, I mean, sure impressive in its own right. But again, it's the Czech League. So
1: oh yeah, Tyler, do you see? There's, there are
0: fans there. It appears.
1: Yeah, there is fans. They're Masks, that's interesting. They're masked on, and they're they're all like a seat or two apart.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks like they are. There's not a lot. And I'm watching the replay, but yeah, it looks like families are sitting together, but most other people are a seat or two apart, and it looks like they might be staggered row by row, so...
2: And that's what we're going to have until there's uh, a vaccine. Like, nah, we like-
0: no, we're not going to have anything here, so... Uh,
2: well, no, I don't mean right away, but I mean like when we do get that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But... Uh, it's nice to see all
0: in or not. Yeah, it's nice to see that Zadina's, um, I guess, taking control. And I think this will only only help his confidence. He gets on a roll, gets scoring some goals, uh, can get in there and be part of a team that's winning uh, before he comes over here. So by the time he comes over back over here, he should be very well warmed up and ready to go.
1: Did they post any highlights on their on the team website by chance?
0: Uh, I don't look at the team website. I uh, went on their Twitter. They had a whole game thread on their Twitter. Yes, so,
2: they do. But I see that now as well.
1: I'm just intrigued what his time on ice and all that good stuff was.
0: Oh, that I don't know.
1: I mean, granted, like you said, I didn't realize it was a uh, like a three season scrimmage type deal. But
0: yeah, from what he's I he's
1: on on second line because he was what second line, right? Second
0: line. Yeah, they put Zadine on yeah. their second line.
2: So we'll see if that stays. Now, why what is I'm, he not on their first line? That's I my have question. no idea.
0: But f- the from what I'm looking at, it looks like they won seven to one. Uh, they are playing for the uh, Generali Cesca Cup is what it looks like they're doing. So yeah, Zadina's looking good, which is a plus because that's what we need from him. We need him to come in this season and just go off put Tucks in there. Yeah, and uh, I think on that note, can we stop comparing Zadina and Quinn Hughes? Can we just stop? I
1: really thought you were going to say Kakanami for this. No, play. that's that's. I almost beyond that.
0: Yeah, no. But why, N-
1: who's doing this
0: still? Uh, Twitter. Twitter's yeah. like, man, Quinn Hughes really looks good in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, he does. He's on a, also on a completely different team, and he's a completely different position. Yeah. And you can't tell me, of all the people bitching and moaning about not having Quinn Hughes, that when Zadina was available at six <laughs> that they were mad about that pick.
0: Nope, they weren't. The thing is, is Quinn Hughes wasn't even on the radar. If we wouldn't have taken Zadina, they would have taken Evan Bouchard. Where's Evan Bouchard right now?
1: Edmonton.
0: He's in the minors in Edmonton. So I guess my whole thing was, you didn't even know who Quinn Hughes was, really. No one did. I mean, people did, but...
2: I mean, I thought Quinn Hughes, watching him play in the... um what was it the regionals here in Worcester watching Michigan win the uh the the bracket or the group or whatever uh I mean he was the most dominant player on the ice and there was some really 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 good players on the other end sure. uh, for for Northeastern and Boston University and stuff and he was far and away the best player on the
0: ice sure. and it but wasn't I think, even close I think my the thing that kind of confuses me about it is they're saying all this stuff about Quinn Hughes and then they completely dismiss Zadina completely like he doesn't even matter he's not good he doesn't do anything they're like man wouldn't it been great if the red wings pick quinn hughes well okay quinn hughes has been in the league for a year already uh year this is what is this this is his second season so what uh, i guess what is what do you think he was gonna do you think it was gonna bring the red wings to to the playoffs do you think we were just gonna be so much better with quinn hughes in the lineup instead of zadina I guess i don't get what their point is in saying like i get it in a roundabout way they're saying we picked wrong but yeah, i don't I think, think we exactly picked wrong saying.
1: i don't you can't be mad at a, a pick where you, at the time yes they were going to likely go bouchard i think was it uh helene saint james had that article
0: or yeah they would have taken evan bouchard about that
1: so i mean I, I think that all of us were on the bouchard bandwagon and it was either him or Hughes. I would not have been mad about having Hughes. I'm still not mad about not having him. Would he be great back there? Yeah, but for what is in the system right now, he probably would have been stuck and barely played this year as it is because of just how things are. So it's it just it is what it is, and it's not like he's a long shot to not be some somebody they can go after here in the next couple of years when he's finally a free agent. Now, is it going to happen? Who knows but crazier things could happen I mean, he's technically a Michigan person at heart he went to U of M he played in the de- development team so
0: sure
2: maybe yeah. one day we'll go I mean out. what is his ties to Vancouver I mean if if the Canucks please. didn't
0: lock him up they'd be stupid Oh absolutely but but I guess I guess my whole point is that I mean we we can't we got to focus on what we have and there's no point in saying well I wish we had Quinn Hughes sure but Quinn Hughes would not have played the same, would not have produced the same on this Red Wings team than he's producing in Vancouver. He's dishing a puck to Elias Pettersson, okay? And over half, almost, not over, but almost half of his points come on the power play. Our power play is abysmal. It is terrible. And we have, I mean, I would say Heronic is a more than decent power play quarterback. Mm -hmm. So... Like it, it it wouldn't be, it'd be a night and day difference. Quinn Hughes there versus Quinn Hughes here. It's the same thing. You take any other player besides a McDavid or a Crosby or whatever, and you put them here and their production automatically goes down because of the quality of the team.
1: And so, the opponent can just straight up focus on them entirely and not to worry about anything
0: yeah, else. I guess my point is quit your bitching. Like, it doesn't serve any purpose. That's a great quote. I love that. It's a good quote.
2: Quit your bitching. Quit your bitching. Well, the the other thing too, I mean, I I was a pretty big Hughes guy, you know, back even even watching him in the in the World Juniors there, and but I mean, for that draft, I wanted Zadina. I remember saying, I want Zadina. Well, we I remember all did. Watching Zadina with Halifax, and you know, he was tremendous, and then. He fell to Detroit, and I'm like, well, they're gonna pick Quinn Hughes. I know they're gonna pick Quinn Hughes, and they didn't. They picked Zadina. I'm like, Kenny Holland, you fucking, and, and everybody, people, people bitching that they want Quinn Hughes now had the same reaction. They were psyched that we got uh, Philip Zadina, and so people, people are very fickle. That's that's the moral. of The story is what it's I'm trying like to People like to complain.
0: That's the problem.
2: Oh, people love to complain.
0: I think that's just – that's it. No, we we weren't going to take – I mean, when a number three consensus pick falls to you at six, you take them. That's just what happens.
2: He was supposed to be the number two overall pick that year, wasn't he? Like before the whole season started and He was a top three. three. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess my point is Zadina is doing well overseas in game one and should continue to do well because it's not the NHL that he's in. So – uh, we will go on to the next little bit of, I guess, floating out there, the names that have that have come up. And uh, last night during the Boston-Tampa game, uh, Bucci Gross tweeted out Red Wings GM Steve Iserman to UFA Tory Krug, and it's the gif of Spanky from the Little Rascals throwing money out the window. <laughs> um, the black and white version of Spanky from Little, R- I, think Spanky from little R- I think that's Spanky from Little Rascals, isn't it?
1: Um, I don't know which one it is, but I know what I know what you're
0: talking about. I don't know. It is a baby it's or a small toy. child throwing uh, a giant wad of money out of a window. And that is. Uh, and then everyone goes on there and they're like, I hope not. Iserman would be dumb to do it. All that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't think Iserman would be dumb to do it. And I would give I would give Tory Krug a up to five year contract. I wouldn't go above that. I mean, he will be he's twenty nine right now. And I think he's going to want around the eight million dollar range. And we've gone back and forth. And there are people that are uncomfortable giving it to him because they're like, well, that's like the contract of death. He's going to immediately start declining. And then by year three, he's going to be complete garbage and you're going to be paying him eight million dollars. To which I'm like, well, okay, I, I could see it like that. defensemen generally, I think, take a little longer to fall off than forwards do. I don't see his game. His game has been consistent for the past four seasons in the 49 to 59 point range, which is great for a defenseman. And I think he'd be a great mentor for the kids. You got a lot of young defensemen coming in. You got a cider coming in next season. Uh, you'll have someone like a Jared McIsaac probably coming in an anti Tuomisto, an Albert Johansson. You're going to have young guys that are going to need a mentor and, uh any de kaiser ain't it i don't think so no
1: definitely not, not. when it comes to providing an offensive spark and offensive skill to a team that sorely needs.
2: maybe in terms of 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 teaching a profession professionalism you know how to do it uh, uh, you know every night and obviously maybe not in a consistent way but like i mean how how to bring bring it every night how to how to how to work hard, you know, and how to how to practice and how to be a professional, you know, and, and that that's the only thing I would say about the Kaiser because you know he's seen what a Datsuk has done, what a Zetterberg has done, you know, and, and you know, I mean, I guess to to a lesser extent what a Nick Cronwall has done as well. So, I mean, you know, there's definitely value in that. I think.
1: Yeah, it's to me, it's yet. Yeah, lost half of your defense already in UFAs. So we got Erickson's gone and Daly are gone. Those are two of the biggest black. Can
0: we clap? Things. Clap. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Woo! Yeah.
1: Then we got Cody Gallibuff, who I don't think saw half or like even a quarter of any of the games that he was with the team for.
0: Nope. Um,
1: nope. Let's see. Mike Green is officially gone because he traded him. Looking and
0: he
2: it. retired all they
1: have left is patrick nemeth alex viega phil haronic and danny de kaiser yep you've got a top four but viega is your, you're gonna be your journeyman so i i use that term top four loosely so viega is just kind of there
0: yeah he's your extra he, uh, him and bowie will swap being your extra most likely yeah i mean now
1: you have to hope that lindström can crack the lineup again. I thought he was good in his limited time last season. I agree. Well, that's a kind of an unknown still. And then we've got the biggest question mark of them all in Dennis Chalowski. What's he going to do? You have to assume that he makes the roster. So there's another one. So you're up to six, but not really. And then there's the question on what Iserman wants to do with most cider. Yeah. Is he going to be on the roster? You think with the way that he played, The fact that he's had this extended period of time to get bigger and stronger. Now he's playing back over in the German league, which starts, I think, in the next month or so. So you've got a handful of young players waiting to make that jump. But that takes it right back to you, Tyler, that was just talking about that mentor in person that can
2: lead them. They
1: don't have that. Kaiser can give them a little bit. Aronik's been there for a few years. But when the shit gets going, you need that player that's going to step up and really take over on the back end. And right now, to me, Heronik's not there, and they just don't have it. That's why you have to, in my opinion, maybe not spend as much as you think, Greg, for Tory Krug, but you go after a Krug. If Petrangelo's there, you make a run at him. You go for a guy that's going to be impactful to your team I agree. and do it right now for the next four to five years, because at that time, is about when we're gonna see a full roster turnover and it's gonna be a brand new squad. You you it's sign the squad.
0: You sign your anchor, essentially. It's yeah. your he's your defensive anchor. Like you said, whether it's a Kruger or Petrangelo, it's your anchor for your defense. And it's a, de- a defenseman that has over the years proven himself to be effective and has been on a team that has won or that is winning.
1: And there's a lot of good selections, to be quite honest, about who they could potentially go after that aren't just a a frickin pylon
0: on on the ice. Sure. And I guess it all just depends on how much Iserman wants to spend. Mm -hmm. Now, now, my thing is, we've got the money. People say you should use that money uh, to get bad contracts uh, for picks. Okay, we we can do that. Good player, though. But we can do both. That's the thing. We've got more than enough money to take someone's garbage contract for a year and get pieces or mm-hmm. someone that's got two years left on their garbage player and, and get some uh, prospects or picks for it key, key and be there, able right? to sign someone effective.
1: You, you brought in a keyword there in your point, right? That you just made two years.
0: Yeah. I'm not taking anyone that has more than two years left on their contract. That doesn't make any sense. No. But yeah,
2: that's, that, that seems to be the time where, where the roster is going to be totally turned over. With you know with all eiserman guys
0: yeah so i i i don't think it's a one or the other kind of situation i think you can do both we've got more than more than enough money to do both now we do have free agents that still need to be signed but johan Franzen's ltir drops off the ltir from kyle Brodziak drops off Jimmy Howard's four million drops off, and you hope you can sign just a cheap backup for two and a half million or whatever for for Bernier. is only making three million. I, I I mean you you lost your Jonathan Erickson's four point two five million drops off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Daly's three point one six six million falls off. So you're losing a lot of money, and you're going to repurpose that money into re-signing someone like a Bertuzzi and someone like a Mantha. Uh, you're, you're going to give money. To you're going to give money to them.
1: I was going to say, that's not taking into account some of the guys that, you know, they're not going to bring back in the forward group as well. Like I would like to see Sam Gagne back, but it's probably not going to happen unless it's just a, a great little deal. He was making yeah. two eight. Granted that was a retained salary in the trade, but um, let's see. Ernie's probably gone. That's a mill Berlini's probably gone. You got to think. They're yeah. Gonna bring back N in a two way role and that. And they're got to think maybe a one or two year deal for Timmy as well.
0: Yeah, so and Timishov's not going to make much more than he's making now. You might bring back for I thought Timoshev he was going to the KHL. No, has that come out? No, that was I all rumors. That no, that, that was, was all fake. rumors. That was okay. all fake.
2: Gotcha. Uh, uh, oh, so he is back. Okay, that makes me happy. I I, I liked well, what I well, saw from Timoshov. They got a
1: sign him, but he's, <clears> he's restricted without arbitration. He's only twenty three, so yeah, I'll they'll sign him back in a depth role. I thought he was pretty decent. Yeah, he didn't really light up the score sheet, but he's got speed. And they were not afraid to put him out there when he had to. And he made him his, he was a wrecking ball at times. So sure. I, I wouldn't mind to have him back. And it, it, to kind of touch on where, where the roster is, though, it's just Bert and Mantha. Yeah, we want to see them, what their contracts are going to be doing. I had a good conversation with Mario today about is Mantha, he's the one to really watch in all of this. Cause I think Bert's going to get maybe a four to five year deal, if not a little bit longer. But Mantha, I feel like, is going to be similar to what we just saw with Fabry on a two- or three-year deal, three years max of a show-me-what-you-can-do, can-you-stay-healthy type contract.
0: Mantha, no way. You don't think so? No. Nope. Mantha will get his gonna... long-term contract.
2: Hmm. I think he's only going to go short. I don't know about he's that. On a
0: He's on a bridge right now. If I'm him, I'm not taking another bridge.
2: I don't know if he's going to have a choice, though. He's arbitration the, eligible, the, yeah, but yeah. with the injuries, and I mean, it,
0: it, what leg does he have to stand on? He's got comparables, that's the thing. You he'll take them to arbitration, and they'll lay out the comparables. Who's the comparables? Uh, I'd have to go in, and there's an actual comparable, like yeah, but even
2: if there is c- comparables, I mean, they're still going to meet somewhere in the middle. I mean. <laughs> Well,
1: maybe contract, you look at the comparables, then it's going to be pretty tricky.
0: Manthas right now, he's making three point three million dollars. I think he comes in at a five to seven year contract, five or maybe a five or six year contract at what Larkin's making or more. So I
1: I would think the most reasonable would be. Well, I say reasonable, but the most likely, at least right now, me, I could see it be six and a half to seven. Yeah. To seven, if anything.
0: Okay, but I, he's twenty five, so you're giving him five years and taking him to thirty, or you're giving him eight years and you're taking him to uh, 32, 33 So, I mean, if
1: he's committed long term and you think it's going to be a, a home run from Iserman, if he goes eight years, then I bet he pushes seven and a half.
0: Well, the high, the more term you get, generally the lower you can keep the price. Right, so.
1: but I mean, you think about it. In his case, at that point, then is Okay, that's going to take me at eight years to my 33 season, most likely, It depending on when he actually changes or turns 26 and when it's signed. So, um, but then, you know, we got a flat cap the next two seasons that it's not going to impact Detroit. Yeah. And that, that seven and a half figure is going to look prettier and prettier the more years it goes on, kind of like with what Tampa had set up with the Kucherov and Sam steals. deals. Yeah. Well, so that's where I kind of see him. If he does take that long term approach, the little bit higher seven to seven and a half would not be surprising.
0: I think you can use the flat cap to your advantage because flat cap will drive some contracts down that would otherwise be higher because the teams know they're not going to have the money to spend eventually. So. so that could happen. Because
1: that plays into them taking on a contract. And yep. The name that I was mentioned today that I think would be very interesting to look at, and we actually talked about him in free agency, was Kyle Turris.
2: Yay or nay. Mm. Six mm. million. He's thirty one and he's got four more years.
0: Oh no, too long. No, no. Four
2: more years is too much. Mo- we just talked about the fact that, you know, the roster's most likely going to be turned over in two years. I mean, that's that's two years too long. Yeah, like even I, one year too long would be too too long in my opinion.
0: Like I look at like <clears> I look at <throat> Vancouver, you take Louis Erickson and try and get their first round pick with Louis Erickson, that's six million dollars for two years. Like, you know,
1: they're not going to be as connected to that first rounder because of where they're at right now.
0: Yeah. So I think that's you do something more like that or you try and get a uh, goalie because you're going to need a goalie. So maybe you try and get. Yeah, maybe you try and get someone like a Thatcher Demko or a a Jacob Markstrom. But Markstrom, I I mean, Markstrom is 30. I don't know if he's going to want to play backup. So
1: I don't see. I think if they brought in Markstrom, he would be the starter
0: yeah you think
1: probably just because of how he's coming off of vancouver and the way he's been playing there i think he'd be it'd still be probably a 1a 1b but i think more often than not
2: you'd see him in that what about robin Leonard?
0: uh
2: so, he's gonna command he's a lot of money to
0: win and he's gonna want to win yeah he's he, robin and Leonard's that's not true older. Too.
2: he's he's at the point where he's probably wants to win i'm not he's s- already done the rebuild thing with buffalo and
0: yeah, There's I'm not, not spending money out. on him.
2: What
1: about what about this one? Is trade for Matt Murray's rights?
0: I, but again, that. again, he's what twenty six. Yep. I so in five years, uh, when you're actually probably ready to make a solid push, he'll be thirty one, and that's yeah, not.
1: You also at that point though, if you make a trade like that, so you you, you ride him and Bernier for the next two seasons. And then you got to pray that one of the 10,000 goal goalies in the Red Wings system actually is worth a shit. And now you've got your your two punch combo. I,
0: I guess, I I mean, right now I'm, I'm on train, pick up a cheap backup and use the rest of your money to sign a probably decent defenseman and, and grab a bunch of garbage from other people for a two year garbage.
1: That could work. I mean, right now, the the pending free agents, unrestricted. Petrangelo tops the list for the current cap hits. He's making 6-5 right now. He's also going to be 30 years. He is 30 years old. Does he command more than 6-5 with the current cap situation?
0: Well, he's at 30. I mean, this would be his big contract. So Petrangelo is probably going to look around 8.
1: You, so he's going to be looking for a 6-7. Or
0: more, number. Yeah. What are the teams Petrangelo
2: could go to, though? There's not if he's gonna there's not many. That
1: much, I mean, I wish you could make it. Can you look at like a next season's current cap on cap friendly
0: anywhere? I don't think you can. You mean like advance it by a year? Yeah. No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, oh, that'd be wonderful. Because I mean, I will. You can pretty much go with the safe assumption most of the teams. Currently capped out right now can't make a run at a guy like that unless they make a deal with, say, Detroit, Ottawa, or New Jersey to shed some cap. Yeah. Which is still unlikely to happen because you know those guys are going to be making pushes for these players because a team like Ottawa, New Jersey, really in LA for that matter, is not that far off from making an impact or making a jump because LA's got one of the best prospect pools in the freaking yeah. world yeah. and ottawa's close behind them in new jersey they just who knows what the hell they're going to do but those three teams can all make a push and you, you got to think that they're going to let the dead weight fall off and make and go after some of those
2: guys i look at the devils the devils have been a team that has been kind of rebuilding since they got to the stanley cup final in 2012 um obviously they've they've had a couple of years where they've signed some guys and and this past year is 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 one of them you know where they they signed Wayne Simmons, they traded for PK Subban. Um, obviously they, they drafted Jack Hughes first overall <clears throat> and, and you know, to already to add to some of the players they already had and they traded Taylor Hall away. But I mean before that, you know, they were kind of going for it and so I look f- to a team like the Devils I mean, how many more times are you going to sell to your fan base? Look, we're, we're, we're pushing towards next year or the year after. No I think a guy like Alex Petrangelo or even a guy like Torrey Krug for as much as we think he's going to sign here, he could end up in new jersey too i mean that team's closer to winning than we are i think
0: Um, you you think
2: (laughs) yeah new jersey is going to be
1: tricky though because nico he to your point or to the point on new jersey he's got his he's finishing up his elc this year next year his cap jumps seven to seven point two five mil and they've got one four forwards they have to figure out signing and three defensemen all a couple of them are ufas but that's going to be a big sticking point, because right now they've got a little over eight and a half mil of final cap space. I mean, granted, we'll see how things play out after all is said and done, but they might not be as uh, sitting pretty as we think.
0: Nope. They might so, want to get rid of someone like a P.K. Subban. Mm-hmm.
1: Ottawa I th- Ottawa is the really scary one because they've got
0: <laughs> uh, they've gotten competent ownership.
1: They've got four forwards that are on under contract for next season.
0: Yeah. Isn't that some isn't that some shit with the Nico Hischier contract? Uh-huh. 7.25 $7. million. million? He's
1: 21 years old. And you know they made that deal expecting, you know, the cap to be just
0: Oh, free. of course. They're like, "Oh, oh yeah, don't worry, the- we got a TV deal coming in and we got all look at all this money player. we're making."
2: They still very well might get that TV deal though.
0: They 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 have to get a TV deal, but now that TV deal is not going to drive up the cap as much because of the flat cap. So right, right, yeah. I, th- I
1: think the team to watch is going to be Ottawa because they've got Michael Bodker. His contract of four mil is expired. You mean Mikael Bodker? Yeah, close. There's two K's <laughs> in an E. Mikael. Whatever. Uh, Chris Tierney's. They've got, four, six, eight. Ten, almost eleven million of forwards falling off that are either, and three of those are restricted free agents. One of them being Anthony Duclair, who you got to think is going to want more money. Yeah. So the Avs have though, a ton of cap space as well, and Craig Anderson. So you got to think that for one, Ottawa's going to be a big player in the goalie market. Oh shit! I didn't even for realize sure. that they had Ryan Callahan. Well, he's going to be on. He's gone after this year. He was on LTIR. Marion Gaborik, he's done. I think he has he even left IR in the last
2: couple years. I thought he played last year, didn't he? I gotta look. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh,
1: No, he did play some last year, so yeah, he's he is one that they're gonna have to continue with. He's thirty eight years old, making four eight seven five. So, another team that maybe we are quick to assume is gonna have space. So, really, it's gonna come down to what can the Detroit Red Wings do to make your life better.
0: Exactly Stevie's in a wheel and deal some some stuff for us so we can get some high-end draft picks for taking on people's trash yes. taking out the trash
1: that's really what it's gonna be I mean yeah uh, I think the the primary should be a goaltender i'm I'm a little more hardline in thinking that he should go for someone actually kind of good than just kind of middle of the road for cheap but We'll see what happens there. But I think the primary focus should definitely be on a top-tier defenseman and then a supplemental center.
0: Yeah. So I think that's about all the Red Wings news we have. I think that kind of wrapped it up well. We covered it right. Yeah, Fabry, Zadina, Torrey, Krug rumors. So I want to kind of move on to something that I saw from John Shannon, which I looked, I read it, and I'm like, there is no way this happens. So John Shannon a few hours ago tweeted out, uh, hearing the NHL and PA have had preliminary talks about next season. One proposal is to create a four uh, is to create four bubble cities, and rotating all thirty one teams in those venues in eight game increments. At present, there is no indication if the cities would be in Canada, but make uh, but makes the most sense. And I read that and my first thought was whoa, like no that's way. intense. And then immediately immediately was like, there's no way this is going to happen.
1: No, not a chance. So no.
0: because the players are already cooped up right now, missing their families to had an emergency and had to leave mm-hmm. like there's no. And even if he wanted to come back, he'd have to come back and pass like three or four covid tests. So you're still without him for a, almost a week. The thing is, is there's no way that players are going to agree to not being able to see their families for that long of a stretch to have an entire season in four bubble cities. To me, that makes no sense. No Uh, chance. The players, I think, would rather push the season before they had to do something like that.
2: Uh, Yeah. What, well, honestly, what I think is no chance, absolutely no chance that happens. I think like you said, they're going to push the season before they have to, uh, they have to do anything. Honestly, I think they're going to do what baseball does or what baseball is doing. And they're just going to try to do what they do um, without fans, most likely. um, And just kind of go from there. And I, I mean, hopefully the borders open at that point and they're, they're allowed to at least, you know, fly, you know, to each city and kind of do what they're doing. Um, even if they have to do what baseball's doing and kind of keep it Eastern conference with Eastern conference and, and do, do it that way. But I mean, there's no shot that they're going into a bubble, absolutely zero chance. And the reason, I mean, you pretty much cited the reason and these players are already without their families. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them like what they're doing right now. It's great to be playing hockey, you know, in the middle of a pandemic or whatever, but like, at the end of the day they miss their family they miss their friends they miss doing what they do and it, there's no chance that they do that none no, you can't i mean the
1: biggest thing i can relate it to and it would be the worst possible scenario is a deployment from the military like and you're at home knowing that you're a couple hours away and you can't go see your family It just you, you don't want to do it especially for the ones no. that have kids and have really no other supporting family here other than maybe the team it's you you can't put these guys through that for a full season so you're thinking if they start in december like they're hoping for as the best case scenario you're going to push this out to probably july august if they make a run into the playoffs these guys are going to be miserable
2: yeah
1: you can't do it i mean regardless of whether or not there's a vaccine or they loosen restrictions and this and that like the I don't think you can put that many players that are not used to something like that through, through something so quickly. And so, I mean, for some people it would be traumatic. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I just, I can't see it happening. I mean, I can see the, them proposing it and the players just going, are you insane? It's like, yeah, right. there's no way we're doing that. Like they said, so four bubble cities, all rotating 31 teams and eight game increments. So, you just go eight games, move to the next bubble, play another eight games, move to the next bubble, play another eight games and just rotate that until you're done with the season. So you're traveling, what, six times? However many times until the season's done, then to me, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. How are you going to well, do that? You can't
2: you're not i mean that's that's the short answer like i said i mean they'll they'll cut the season they'll they'll move the season up and they'll cut the season down before they play in a the bubble there's no shot at that yeah None.
0: and and i get it that that's the bubble is the safest way to do it and it's working and it's working phenomenally for them they've had no covid nothing going on, on but, wood right now but it sucks it's gotta suck for them like you see all the pictures of oh look it's it's a uh, Vegas movie night. Look at them watching movies together. Oh look at these guys are playing ping pong. Oh look at this funny picture of the room service, but it's like th- think about having to stay in a hotel for uh, for months. Like it sucks. I know you're playing hockey and you're playing a lot, a lot more than you normally would in a shorter amount of time. And cool, you're with your teammates and everything, but If I stay a month with anyone uh, for for that long, like in that close of quarters without being able to leave, like it's not fun. No, like you're going to get sick of even your teammates like real quick.
1: It reminds me in my head of basic fucking training and it was fucking awful because at least least here they're not getting yelled at every five seconds. Yeah. (laughs)
0: you, You think of a team like a team. Yeah. But they got lives outside of the sport. They're not with each other constantly. They don't all live in a giant frat house. It's they've like they're people. Hockey is their job. Sure, they get along with their teammates and they have to and it's it's camaraderie and they're used to being together and they spend a lot of time together. But they also get a lot of time apart where they can just, you know, be a person and have a family and a life and other friends outside of their team. And it sucks. It sucks being locked in a confined space for that long with the same people over and over again.
1: Speaking of and how how they're doing all the things inside the bubble, who 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 all played last night? Or what was the game from last night?
0: Boston, uh, Tampa. And Vegas, you, uh, Vancouver. Anybody,
1: is the, the Vegas, or not Vegas, Tampa? Did you anybody notice the supreme sunburn on Vasilevsky's face last night?
0: No, it's outside Tannin
1: well yeah they've got access to like a little balcony like a I shouldn't
0: say little it's I think
1: it's a they have a balcony. pool too I think there's a pool there's a balcony
0: oh they've got a lot of so stuff they have a
1: lot of they have a lot of like outdoor space they can use if I'm remembering correctly it was Vasilevsky they showed a close up of him during the anthems in his face you could, he had a beautiful suntan line from where his sunglasses were sitting <laughs> getting
0: some sun in the bubble <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's probably just to get away from people <laughs>
2: I forget who it was, but one of the coaches, Oh, oh, it was Rick bonus, the coach of the Dallas stars. He said that, you know, there's times where there's a lot of highs in the bubble and there's a lot of lows in the bubble. And, and, you know, what he recommends to a lot of the players is to get outside, play some golf, you know, get get in the pool, you know, be with your teammates, be away from your teammates in the pool, you know, just do what you have to do to kind of kind of mentally just breathe and kind of kind of get away from the game. Because, I mean, you know, they're playing so much hockey. I mean, it really reminds me of like a, when, you know we we did some hockey tournaments back in the day and we'd be there for, you know, two weeks at a time, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you could still leave and kind of be a person, but I mean, it's, it, it's tremendous that they've been able to pull this off to this point, but I, I definitely understand some of the concerns and that's exactly why, you know, there's no way they're doing that next year.
0: All right. So we got about 10 minutes left. So I want to hear you guys from round one. So we all know who won round one, uh flyers, Beat the Canadians. The Lightning beat the Blue Jackets. The Islanders beat the Caps. Bruins beat Hurricanes. Uh, Vegas beat Chicago. The Abs beat Arizona. The Stars beat the Flames, and the Canucks beat the Blues. So in round two, right now we have uh, the Avs and the Stars. We have the Golden Knights and the Canucks. We have the Flyers and the Islanders, and we have the Lightning and the Bruins. I should
1: say, for the most part, it's the most random teams this year.
0: It's so okay. So
1: it's a it's a little more. It's out of the ordinary for what we're typically seeing.
0: To me, Which the only bad. exciting matchup in this round is Bruins Lightning. Yeah, I, that, you I think could
1: that Colorado, do without Dallas. Is, is uh, that, no,
0: that, no, really. Honestly, I didn't even think I thought Calgary was going to be Dallas. So
2: um, that Calgary team's a, a mess. That Calgary team is an absolute mess.
1: Fuck them, by the but, way. I think that's the team I hate the most now.
0: But I guess I guess, what surprised you from round one? Any surprises, I guess, besides uh, the Canucks beating the Blues? I I think Islanders Caps is my big surprise. I was
1: just going to say that. I think the 4-1 series went for the Isles, and it ultimately led to Todd Reardon's demise as the Caps head coach. And it makes you really think that, man... Maybe they should have just paid Barry Trotz.
0: Maybe they should have kept their Stanley Cup winning uh, coach.
1: Yeah, I, th- that one for the life of me,
2: I I, I will never understand.
0: So what are they going to do now? You think do the Caps go out and get Gallant?
2: No, there's already talk of Mike Babcock.
0: That no, oh, Jesus way. Christ! I, I could was see that, it.
2: I, okay, I
1: didn't read the article today. I think it was Pierre LeBrun uh, that posted it. Did he? Is that was that his article right up
2: about I don't know if that was his article, but I know today I was listening to NHL Network why- Radio and they were talking about that. I think it was okay. Pierre McGuire actually talking why about it. Why would that.
0: Babcock even do that? Why wouldn't Tor- he? Toronto's still paying him.
2: I mean, why not coach in the NHL? I mean that's his job.
0: Listen, it <laughs> but with all the stuff that came out with him, I would be absolutely shocked if the Capitals hired him. Absolutely, I t- no, no he's way. He's talked
1: about in the Pierre, Pierre's article, but he definitely touches on the, the familiar suspects. Uh,
0: yeah, that's when I quoted, and, and I'm like, Galant. why? D- why do we keep trying to reinforce the coaching carousel and keeping the game stagnant with old systems instead of bringing in other people and new ideas?
1: I don't, don't think you go wrong with Gallant, though. Of well, uh, n- the ones that no. he mentions right out the gate, so. This is all assumption by Pierre. This is an article that was posted today on The Athletic. It's called LeBron Capitals looking for experienced coach to keep contention window open.
0: Well, Gallant, so, I understand Gallant because he's got fired from both his teams for seemingly no reason. Yeah. So.
1: Team yeah. underperforming.
0: I under well, underperforming. What did the uh, did Vegas lose like six games and they fired him?
1: Yeah, pretty much. He was like. Because I remember we talked about this and it was the most confusing coach firing. Week.
0: And then the same thing with Florida. Like yeah. remember
2: like, the remember that one? That one was that one was so weird. They fired him, they didn't give him like a way home and no, stuff. No, they're like,
0: here's a taxi, go home.
2: Yeah. What? He's getting like, into it. That was the most embarrassing thing ever.
0: I ever just seen.
1: not for Gallant, but for that team for Florida
0: So the I could understand a Gallant hiring because he's proved I mean, he freaking took Vegas to uh, to the playoffs two years like a new team to the playoffs okay so that's fine great but
2: Took him to the Stanley Cup final you don't
0: you don't <laughs> you don't need to keep recycling people so they keep bringing up the same names over and over again now uh to to be fair i think pierre also brought up lane lambert which i know is eiserman's boy and a lot of people are saying lane lambert could be the next coach of the red wings but why don't people look overseas why don't people look in college why why do we keep bringing the same coaches back until they're dead, until we have to get new coaches.
2: I think part of the reason with the college thing, I think that that was explored a couple of years ago. And I mean, not that it hasn't worked out, but it hasn't worked out. I don't think to the way that they thought, because, you know, Philly hired Hackstall out of the university of North Dakota. And um, then, you know, the Rangers hired um, David Quinn out of Boston university. The Red Wings hired
0: Jeff Blashaw out of Western Michigan.
2: Yeah, but he was, he was, he was in was Grand Rapids, Rapids at the yeah. time. And then there was another one. Who was the other one? Oh, it was uh, David Montgomery who got Jim Montgomery, Mo- Jim Montgomery. Yes, that's right. Jim Montgomery that uh, that got the job in Dallas after being at Denver. And, and, you know, that's, that's a great hockey program over the last 10, 15 years. My point is, is, you know, you know, he had the alcoholism thing that was going on and, you know, hopefully he's, he's gotten all the help that he needs. And, you know, hopefully we get to see him again in the NHL or, or in another league regardless of where it is but I don't think these college coaches that that came out of college worked out as well as they thought they they were going to uh, and I think that's why they haven't gone the college route but I I am interested to see if any any team kind of does like you know what Detroit did back in the mid 90s with with the Russian 5 I wonder if there there'd be a a team that would be willing to do something similar with their, with their head coach or their coaching staff, bring bring a you know a head coach from Sweden or from Russia or from Finland or whatever, and, and just kind of see what happens. I mean, wh- why not shake it up a little bit?
0: That's why I'm hoping that once Blash is gone, they bring in Ricard Gronborg. Uh, you just from-
2: love the picture of Ricard groundborg Listen,
0: he just <laughs> looks he just How looks you like a hockey coach.
2: That man is terrifying. Yeah. I would yeah. No, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, but terrifying isn't always as good. But I mean, just ask. No, they uh, say
0: uh, he's, <laughs> he's a great development guy. Um, he was playing basically with a team full of kids, but he's a great development guy and he's really implemented some systems that are working and he is excelling uh, with Zurich and uh, Yoki from uh, Dauber sent over a really good interview that they that Gronborg did with just how he's how he's working in that league and, and what he's doing to make that team successful. So um, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. So I just want to get you guys' final thoughts before we sign off, and I'm going to start with Ryan.
1: Uh, final thoughts. Well, it's great that there's more hockey news to finally talk about, especially Red Wings-related news because we really yeah. had gone – other than the announcement of the players going overseas, it's been nothing. Yeah. So this month,
0: it's been a boring yeah. August.
1: It's so it's a typical August, really, it, August. We'd be flipping around. We'd be getting ready for uh, training camp right now. So that's depressing. <laughs>
0: <You know. laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Um,
1: <laughs> but no, I, I mean, final thoughts for me is the, the playoffs have been fun. If you're not watching it, I highly suggest that you do. They've got everything staggered. Great. The, the, all-day hockey, especially in the first round, was absolutely fantastic because it broke up my day while sitting at home at work. Yep. Um, so it's, it's been great hockey. Just keep the the hopes high and the thoughts and feelings high and don't worry too much about all the doom and gloom out there because if you're good, then that means that's all that matters. Yeah, great. So, yeah, there's my happy-go-lucky thoughts of the day. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. I'm going to continue drinking my beer. Twitter's already Ryan33. Have a good time.
2: Tyler. <laughs> Well, guys, it's as, as always, it's, it's great to be back on here and, and, you know, talking about the Red Wings, certainly Uh, I'm kind of going to echo what Ryan said. You know, if you're, if you're not watching these playoffs, what the hell are you doing? I mean, these playoffs have been tremendous. I know people are like, well, you know, no fans is weird. It's really not. It's hockey. (laughs) They're panning around at the crowd and, and this and that, and the other thing, you know, hockey, the game moves fast enough where you don't even really notice it after a while. Um, but uh, like I said, I mean, we're going to get through this whole thing. Eventually, we'll all be back at Little Caesars Arena watching the Wings play and at least watching them on TV for the time being. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone keep their head up and uh, we'll keep drinking this beer here. <laughs> Twitter is uh, Seal Dog 91
0: <laughs> Yeah, I would say with the, with the Fabry signing, I mean, that's the first domino. So I think we should probably expect the Bertuzzi and Manta signings to shortly follow uh, with whatever other RFAs. Uh, Stevie hopes to bring back so yeah Red Wings news is good any Red Wings news right now is uh, pretty much good news just to hear what our team is doing I really hope they get the kind of two-week extension on their training camp that they're talking about yeah um, to be able to start before the other teams start because the other teams got two weeks that they didn't get so hopefully we get a little bit more about that soon I haven't heard anything else since the uh, general manager sent the letter over to the league So that's, uh, I guess my final thoughts are, yeah, just watch the playoffs. It's fun hockey. It's always fun hockey. And now it's, I mean, it's later now games eight and 1030 instead of in the middle of the day, but it's still two games a day. So I'll take it. I'll take anything right now. So it's
2: better than what we had a couple months ago when there was literally nothing.
0: Exactly. So, you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. You can check out our merch shop at redbubble.com by searching the Grindline. As always, uh, Founders is the official beer of the Grindline Podcast. They've got a ton of really good stuff out right now. So, I mean, just go to your local liquor store or beer shop, should have an entire wall of Founders. Uh, if you go to howieshockeytape.com and use promo code grindline, you'll get ten percent off your order. If you use that same promo code on Bring Hockey Back, you will get twelve percent off. I have one more set of Upper Deck cards to give away that we will probably be doing at the end of the week, nice. and uh, then I'm going to talk to my guys over at Upper Deck and see if I can get a little bit more stuff. To give away, I've got some non Red Wings cards to give away too.
1: We, so we really need to bring in the ninety-seven one audio of Upper Deck every time you say that.
0: Can we do that? <laughs> yeah. What's uh, uh, is it, Rod? <laughs> it's Rod Allen. It's second deck. Second deck. Yeah. So uh, I've got, I'm going to get some more stuff from them, but I've got some cool uh, allure stuff from Upper Deck to give away too. Nice. So that'll be uh, following our special cards. You can follow us uh, anywhere. Podcasts are. Kind of put out iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, We should be everywhere. I heart radio. But for Ryan and Tyler, I'm Greg. You stay classy, Akitone. Deuces.